Find out what happens when a hot babe likes a rando guy for absolutely no reason. Welcome to episode 30 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, Yesterday. Be smart warehouses. Just be drones and robots sorting the goods that I mean, then come to me. It's mm. kind of where we're headed. I'm really excited for this world. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like um, you love tech. Sounds sounds I like a tech. <laughs> sounds like a delightful, hellacious. Uh, I don't know if it's you or dystopia. I don't know. A little both. What's what's the topia that's in the middle? <laughs> yeah, that's Fru- topia. Fru- fruitopia. Life. It's New- Fruitopia. <laughs> I was going to say Newtopia, like neutral, mm. but you went with Fru, which is better. <laughs> is there an umlaut on that? There is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's kind of what we live in. That's what we're living in now. We live in a Fruitopia now, I would say. Yeah. That's it. Remember when Fruitopia came out of We were all like so blown away by it, like Fruitopia and Snapple and like... It was I like was the floored. greatest thing ever. I was floored. And, and we would it just drink it all the time. Place. And we were like, couldn't believe it. And now when you drink that shit, it's just like basically Kool-Aid. It's, it was such wild. a game changer. It was such a game changer. <laughs> we, are, we are living in a fruitopia. Uh, <laughs> that's, fuck. I feel like, that's a really good name for like a 90s throwback youth novel or something. <laughs> Hell yeah. Living Sam. in a fruitopia. <laughs> write that the Fruitopia Chronicles. Maybe you can write a. It's like a my so-called a teen movie oh about. Oh my god, I should. You should write a teen. You should write a teen movie about a teen who is from now who gets transported back to your prime team. Teen Wait, years. are you joking? Because I am doing that yeah, with my friend Brian. That. Well, it just feels like it. You wouldn't even have to try once once you <laughs> set up the framework. It would just all pour out of you. Yeah, oh, I have a whole outline okay. done. Yeah. Well, great, good. Uh, I made a suggestion. You you're already on it, so fa- fantastic work. Yeah, thanks. Can you spoil orgy thriller instead of this stupid fucking movie that we're about to spoil? Yesterday, um, yeah, I can. Fuck, I why I watched the trailer. I'm so mad. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't. Who wait. does okay. this movie appeal to? It appealed to me you. before. Did it? Yeah. It appealed to me. I thought. That's a fun premise for a movie. Oh, I really great did. Premise. And yeah. then you and then you learn more about it. And did it still appeal to you? I saw Ed Sheeran, and that was a that hurt. I saw that Danny Boyle made it, and I was like, "Ooh, okay. I think I'll Man, see this." this. And Boyle? Richard Jesus Curtis wrote Christ. it. Oh my God! Really? Jesus! Yes. So two giants. And then uh, I saw Ed Sheeran, and <laughs> those are that's about a wash. And then the reviews were bad, and that's what turned me off. I think this is movie is a movie that's made for white moms. This is basically yeah. what I am without yeah. a kid slash also a gay man. <laughs> Obviously, this movie would have already been made, but I feel like the ad campaign got fucking cranked to the max. I, this was on – there was a commercial for this like during Raptors games. They were really pressing this. I mean, Speaking I don't of, see TV commercials, so I don't – yeah. Oh, Is it official yet? Yeah, sorry. I, it, 
the LA Clippers made such a move, uh, such a huge trade. It created two earthquakes yeah. in the Southern California area. Yeah. yeah um, seriously. Yeah, quite a quite a thing. I'm I'm not sad. I'm I knew. I mean, you expected leave. it, right? I expected it, um, or at least you were ready for it. Totally ready for it. I I love. I love the, you know, I love the drama. I love the stories and I fucking love sure. trades. And for the last five days, there's just been like a hundred trades a day and it's, it's really been a special time. I love doing this podcast. That's what's up with me. Yeah. Uh, I but also I still worry. Do. I worry about what goes on with both of you. I'm self-absorbed, Sweet. but I care. I mean, you, you know, Sam cares because earlier in our, in our chat thread and our super secret chat thread that we maintain, um, mm-hmm. Our encrypted text uh, text <laughs> communications. Um, we talked about Sam, you know, growing as a figure on the LA scene, and I expressed some concern that at some point she would drop us. <laughs> and she maintained that she needed her entourage and that she would maintain maintain this this uh, micro network, this uh, yep. this um, triumvirate that we have built over time, which you know. Magnanimous is the only word that comes to mind. It's magnanimous, uh, and also indicated that she had already thought this through. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's she true. was like, "What well, I'm gonna have to drop pros and cons list. How can I keep that? Pros and cons list. It was a close entourage. call, but I do <laughs> need some sort of an entourage because because Hollywood Nights. So, Chris and Jeremy can be that. Chris and Jeremy can be that, which means I have to reach a certain level of fame where I relocate both of them to Los Angeles, and then I have at least two people in my entourage. Okay, mm-hmm. but, like, for real, if I did do that and was rich enough, you would come, right? Jeremy, you would 100%. come. 100%. <laughs> 100%. I'd be there t- <laughs> Mel and I would be there tomorrow. This You're is halfway the there. And you know how we get there? You'll make we it. We do a podcast about the film <laughs> yesterday. For some reason, which you saw several weeks ago, <laughs> confusingly not yesterday. Not yesterday. Um, okay, there's a guy. His name is Jack. He's our lead man. He's there's a singer. A Jack. What, Jack. What's up? What, tell me about Jack. Well, we we jump right. They live. All the main people at the beginning live in England, but in kind of a nothing town. Not Liverpool. No. Uh, I thought they'd go there. Okay. No, because that comes up later. Def- so definitely right. not there. Like a something X on the whatever. Sure. One of those. There's a lot of those. Yeah. Lot of those. Sussex, like one of those types, Essex? but like not Worst, a major one. Worcestershire on Essexdale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there. It's exactly. pronounced Worcester, Jeremy. <laughs> and he is a singer, but like a very low-level singer doing very unattended shows in the local area managed by his best friend ellie who is played by lily james it, does he have a, a day job yes he does i'm coming to all that oh sorry i was just very you really painted a picture of jack i was really intrigued <laughs> well he, his day job is working at the like local version of target what a delight yeah mm-hmm. and her her day job is she's a math teacher does he school. have a particular department that he works in? I think he's in foods. Foods. Love yeah. it. <laughs> so no one's coming to his shows. It's just like three people and she's there clapping loudest. And, you know, this, his career is not going great off the top. But she tells him, great news. I just booked you at a local festival. And he's very excited. She says, however, it's at the like the lesser stage, not the main stage. Sure. And he says, 
that's I mean, still he, fine. Like that's still cool. What an opportunity. Yeah, right. You he got to work with that. I would assume. Circuit. Indeed. Yeah, he's excited. Um, is he is he good at music? Would you say? Well, from what you I saw, I liked his voice. Yeah, and his songs are like original to the movie pop solo singer guitar style so yeah mm-hmm. i enjoyed it but i couldn't tell if the movie was telling me that it was good or not and i still am not sure uh, hmm. uh, so yeah. so but his style his style of song is you could say similar to the beatles style yeah. of song already yeah. yeah okay but he's a solo solo guy. artist like he's only up there with an acoustic guitar and him yes okay so he goes to the show and he runs into an old buddy called Rocky who used to be known to the gang as like the one that was never going to get his life straight. But now he's a roadie for one of these bigger bands that's at the festival. And he brings Jack to see the bigger stage and he messes up because they're chatting. Like he doesn't bring the guitar to the guy on cue and gets immediately fired. Damn. So that's Rocky. Meanwhile, Jack's show goes really badly, and he's just very disheartened and decides while he's with Ellie in the car ride back that that was it. Like, that was cool. I got to do a semi-known festival, and I'm going to leave on a high note. Like, that didn't go great. Like, nothing is happening with this. I'm done. Okay, and and, 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 and Ellie, that's his friend's name. Yeah. Um they're like they go way back like they're all buds or whatever or is she is she managing other musicians no they go way back so they show i think a bit later but i'll just cut to it they show flashback the way they met was at school in like ninth grade while he was doing a wonderwall cover and she's like you're you've got you got the juice so she's always been supportive you got the juice (laughs) you got the juice i'm gonna manage i'm gonna manage you yeah, I mean, she has a real job. It's just kind of a friend for yeah, friend, friend situation. Thing. Okay, and but the it's it's a friend vibe. She's one of those impossible movie friends that no one has in real life, and is manic pixie beautiful. dream girl. Yeah, not it's not as bad as that because she does have a playful sense of humor and personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's oh. into him very clearly, and I'm not entirely sure why. But yeah, she's like his lapdog friend and manager. She's into him. But oh, yeah. he's oblivious. Oh yeah, and he is sort of it. It's, it's uh, it makes no sense. So she's driving him home because he can't drive, and he's saying, "I'm going to quit." And she says, "No, you mustn't." Um, like I've always known you had a gift, and miracles happen every day. Like you just don't know when things are going to turn around. So they get like part way, and then huh. he gets out of the car, not in an angry way. It's like they've gotten to their destination. And then he's going to ride his bicycle the rest of the way home because he can't drive a car. Oh, maybe he locked up his bike somewhere earlier and she just drops him there? I think it was in her, in the back. Oh, okay. Is it dark out? It's dark out, yeah. It's night. So it's post-show, same evening. Does he have his guitar strapped to his back? Yes. All right. And he's, and he's, and he's dejected. (laughs) King guy. Yeah. Or is he relieved that Uh, he's, he's letting himself not do this anymore? It's kind of just like at peace. I tried, oh, I, I failed, I don't want to work at the grocery store forever, I'm going to go back to being a teacher, which is what you are too, and just carry on with my life and forget about this. And be a oh. single, oblivious idiot. <laughs> yeah. He, he can just move back into teaching? Apparently. Huh. Maybe they have a, you know, 
they they have a need for teachers in this small town. Maybe. And sometimes they need males. Maybe they don't have a music teacher. They don't get to all of those details. Mm-hmm. Because they don't get into the UK employment market. <laughs> no, Could not we in, talk about maybe the, the bonus teacher on Thames Board of Education. <laughs> this movie is total BS. <laughs> I mean, I agree, but let's continue. So he's driving on his bicycle on his way home, and as he's doing so, the entire world's electricity across the entire world goes off for 12 seconds. See, now this is a science film. Yeah, but we don't get any explanation, so don't ask me any questions. I don't know why, and I don't know how, and it just is. The world's electricity. Seriously? Yeah, Yeah, they don't explain it. They just show a graphic uh. of, like, different big cities going dark. Okay, but uh, the only question I'll ask you about this is, is this acknowledged? Like, is, is, is there, do they show a news report saying yes, the power everyone of the whole knows. world? When it, okay. Yes, yeah. And so okay, there are so, certain impacts of it, such as, right. as he's driving on the bicycle, all the lights in the cross street go dark, and he goes into the intersection at the same time as a bus, so he gets rammed by a bus. Mm-hmm. Classic bus yeah. ramming. And blacks out. Yeah, so next we see him. He's waking up in the hospital. I'm going to go with an, an asteroid make, made a really close path to the Earth. Could be. Pass, we you know, don't like know. A near miss. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. You guys yeah. are such science experts. I cannot even compete in the your term is, league. The term is scientician. <laughs> yeah. My mistake. We, we are scientists. <laughs> and Jeremy and I are. Yeah, I'm not. Yes. I'm definitely Jeremy not. Jeremy and I are. Sam, you're a scientist in training and a, a Scientologist in training, whether you know it or not. <laughs> well, I, that I know. Um, yeah. So his teeth are all busted out like they were on the trailer, and I was worried that I was going to have to live with that visual for the whole movie. Fortunately, mm-hmm. it only lasted maybe another 15, but I didn't like it. Um, it made it like, look very gruesome. <laughs> Do you have like, a fear of missing teeth or something? Like They made him look really gross. Like They made the gums... like It was... It did look kind of gross. I saw the yeah. trailer. Yeah, it, it it was noticeable. I, odd choice. I don't know why we. It was unnecessary. It didn't like make him sing better or worse. And the guitar got smushed. Well, yeah, the guitar got smushed. <laughs> it's a bus. Okay. Well, cool. So you know, whatever. He's retiring now anyway. So he doesn't need to look good on stage with a face full of teeth, <laughs> and he doesn't need a guitar. That's true. So, for now. and I guess it's England, so he national health coverage. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that Ellie shows up. Yeah, at some Ellie's point soon. there, and she's, oh, she's making there. fun of him, and but in like a fun, I'm not going to coddle you. You look horrible. Ha ha. We're friends. So I'm going to yeah. like razz you. Yeah, right. And he says, will you take care of me till I'm 64? Is that the right year from the song? Yes. And she doesn't understand the reference. And it's like a little bit weird to him. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. She's like, that's a like, specific <sighs> thing to say. Such a stupid idea for a movie. <laughs> I thought that's the idea weird. was good. <laughs> me too. I, I ride with this idea. <laughs> Chris does yeah. not. It's... <sighs> okay. Right, I love the it. idea. I'm I just not... don't. We'll see. Uh, okay, so after he gets out of the <laughs> hospital, he's with his friends, including Ellie and including Rocky and a couple others in their, you know, been friends since high school crowd. And they have all pulled together and bought him a new guitar to replace the bus ramming guitar to say, you know, you may not be pursuing it full on anymore, but you need music in your life. 
here you go. And it's, you know, a get well gift. Nice. Classy touch. Nice friends. Did they buy him yeah. a bike too? Is his bike okay? <laughs> his, it's not okay. Damn. He needs transportation. Doesn't have a driver's license. Yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, now I think his friends are totally thoughtless. Practicality. <laughs> yeah. He just said he was walking away from music. <laughs> What he he's needs not is walking a away from mobility. <laughs> no, he has a job, sir. Unreal. <laughs> These fucking asshole friends. Forget it. Well, anyway, they say, "Come on, Jack, play us a tune." So he starts playing them yesterday, and they he just plays a little bit of the beginning. They're like, "Keep going, keep going." He's like, "Okay." So he plays the full song very beautifully, and they are all enraptured by it. And, are they weeping? Like borderline, yeah. And he doesn't get it, obviously. Were you weeping? Mm, I didn't weep the whole movie. God damn it. What is this movie good for? Please continue. They couldn't couldn't get you with that scene, eh? Because that should be a heartstring scene. That's got to play. That's got to get you. I was moved, but no. Yeah, but then you're distracted the whole time by them being like, what is this song? Well, there's like, where did you come up with that? He's like, uh, the Beatles did. And it just, there's a disconnect in the conversation, but he doesn't take it fully seriously yet. He just thinks they're making fun of him. And, and they go on about the song. He's like, it's not just something that I came up with. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. They're like, well, aren't you high on yourself? It's no Coldplay, as you saw in the trailer. And it's like, I don't understand this joke, but I'm going home. So No, that's not, see, that is not something you just leave on the table. Like, that. first of all, if it, that is a joke, it's a crap joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they would have yeah. had to sort of coordinate it up front or at least be very, like, on the same wavelength to all gang up with him, on him with this pointless joke with no punchline. <laughs> yeah, he starts Googling it, the Beatles, and nothing's coming up. It, like He just gets the insect and um, the Pope when he puts in John and Paul in the names. There's just no sign of it. Then he looks up other groups, and most of them are still there. Like Rolling Stones comes up, Coldplay comes up, Childish Gambino comes up, and I think Oasis doesn't exist either that's right yeah <laughs> yes that's so right that's is that so right because you put right. it them in the same category as the beatles well they, they, they affect their whole career was such a big part of their whole shtick was ripping off the beatles and fair so enough. it makes sense that they couldn't exist without the beatles it's so that's great fair. and yeah, like, this is coming from make... someone who thinks oasis is better than the beatles <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one on the table. Um, <laughs> good thing that Childish Gambino still exists, though. <laughs> Those are the you ones know? that he I looked was worried. up. <laughs> yeah. This reporting back. So he shows up back to Ellie's house in the rain, and I, it only served for them to have an awkward moment of her being in her PJs and her roommate, female roommate, being there in the middle of the night. And he's like, "Are you? do you really not know who the Beatles are? Like, full on, truly? She says, yeah, truly, I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you here in the middle of the night? He's like, okay, bye. So he runs back home, and over a sequence of a montage, he starts putting down all the songs that he can remember with sticky notes on his wall and title-wise, and then filling out the lyrics as best he can. Yeah, this is this is also a part of the premise where I'm... I don't know how many Beatles songs he ends up performing in full. Pretty much like, all of them. Can you, you... I'm really supposed to believe that this guy knows, like, the third verse of I Am The Walrus... <laughs> like he's got that committed to memory like, come on well he struggles with some of them more than others um, and then what does he do in those cases make it up no so he's like the ones that he knows best he puts down first and when you say puts down you mean he's writing them down he's the writing lyrics, them down or... yeah in a uh-huh. notebook and putting the sticky name 
sticky post up on his wall with the title to keep track of it all. And then he starts recording them and just like DIY style and other things get his attention peaked to remember more. So he's at the dentist getting his teeth filled in. Thank God. And the dentist says some reference like help from my friends. That sets uh-huh. him off to remember a new one. So things like that. There are moments like that where he's like, oh, yeah, of course. And then he rushes back and continues working. Oh, so it's mommies. over like some days and weeks where he's putting it all together. Oh, my goodness. So I have two <laughs> questions. I have two questions. First of all, a statement. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Second, <laughs> how far into the movie are we at this point? And third, how long is this movie? Um, probably 15 minutes in. And the movie is maybe an hour 45. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Maybe 20 in. And when, uh, uh, follow up question. Um, when does Ed Sheeran show up? Soon. Very soon. Great. Good. Excellent. Good. 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 I was Good. getting worried. Good. Sheeran can write this ship. So, oh, he also discovers that Coke doesn't exist and it's only Pepsi, but he doesn't really like spend any time doing anything about that. Like, what else doesn't exist? He doesn't go through that uh, portal, that rabbit hole at all, which I thought was very weird. That would be my only rabbit hole. Yeah, I'd be like, what does and what doesn't exist? I'm going to spend the next four days Googling uh, everything. I guess you got to pick a lane, but think about the other stuff you could come with that, like, could, you know, inventions that you could, like, biff back to the future, you know? But, yeah, even just, like, (laughs) for knowing now, like, what reference... Can I? Because he orders Coke later, and uh, like cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? <laughs> All right, good joke, me. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. So <laughs> Eleanor Rigby is taking him the longest, and for no reason, the through line is him trying to visualize the song, like the components of the song played out. Visualize how. Take like, me there. Um, Mindscape this for me. So what are, is like Pastor whatever tries to darn the socks? Okay. Remember the lyric? Okay. He's picturing that, but he's, at the beginning he's getting it wrong. Like the thing he's visualizing them do is not the lyric until he finally, do, throughout the movie, gets it right. What do we see as a visualization? Are we seeing something animated or what are no, we seeing? No, it's like a full scene. Normal film with actors. people, played by actors if, in his mind, yeah. So he plays some of the songs and he puts them on YouTube just as a, because he doesn't have like a business savvy mind to do anything with this. He just thinks, oh, no one knows who the Beatles are. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the songs. Like there's not really a thorough strategy. Okay. Well, in in an odd turn of events, I'm going to support that as a decision. Like I I could see that happening. Like, sure. He just feels like his memory of this or his knowledge of this is only going to last so long. And he probably feels like he just needs to get it all documented because he doesn't want those songs to disappear. Yeah. Did he try, I mean, they wouldn't be famous, but did he try Googling John Lennon or Paul McCartney? Did he try tracking them down on Insta? No. On Insta. I don't know. Fuck. I thought he would, but no, but we'll get to a different topic about that later, but no, like not in the way that I would have done. Okay. Like, where Do does you, Paul McCartney live now? Yeah. Maybe Do you guys I'll try follow email Paul McCartney him. on Insta? No. <laughs> I think so. Does he have a good account? I don't know. Oh. I'm going to look it up. Please continue, Sam. I'm going to look up Paul McCartney's Insta. I'm going to go with no, he does not have a good account. <laughs> I, hope he takes my... a lot of, I hope he takes a lot of sexy poolside pics. 
and shows, shows I a lot hope of skin. He does not do that. Uh, does he follow? And Who does I haven't he checked yet, but I have to just let you know that the first thing in the in his bio it says text me, and there's a phone number. He can't throw Yoko a follow. This guy. This no, guy. He certainly he certainly uh, cannot. Get yeah. over it, Paul. Point being, Jack. In your Where's Yoko? Googling, Is Yoko in this Googling, movie? you could no. have probably tracked down Paul because he has the he has the tendency to insta. Exactly. He could have easily located all of them, but he does not. Anyhow, he he's getting a little bit of attention from putting the songs on YouTube, and Ellie books him on basically a public access TV show related to the store where he works, um, managed by this guy named Gavin. And so he goes on the show and performs. It's basically like in the middle of the night, very local cable access and food based. So the guy's like, You should write more songs about food. And he's like, uh, okay, thanks. What song, what song does he do? He does all of them throughout Robert, the movie that I can't really remember like what order. Uh, when does Alright. I'm particularly interested in Hey Jude, because I feel like that's the song that, like, if someone wrote that today, it would still be the biggest hit. Like, people would lose their fucking minds. Well, something happens with that one, as seen in the Good. trailer, but... Oh, yeah. You're not going to like I it. Would... Yeah. So... You're not, you're not going to like it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You're not going to yeah. like it. On the way home from doing this show, he gets a phone call from what the person claims to be... Ed Sheeran, and he just thinks it's one of his buddies, and he's like, ha ha, like, good one, like, Kyle, or whatever his other friend's name is, see ya, and he hangs up on him. Then, Ed Sheeran Sheeran just shows up at his home that he lives at with his parents. Wow. And the dad's like, you look like Ed Sheeran. He's like, hi, I am Ed Sheeran. I guess he has a good sense of humor because he plays bit of a douche but he's so bad at acting it was hard to tell what was going through his mind yeah i don't it's i feel like ed sheeran is pursuing acting currently though you know (laughs) aggressively so he's 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 having a go at it i don't know what he's done beyond this in game of thrones but i'm assuming it's more he really i am surprised at how much he wants to be seen and and really like be a star like he wants to be like bieber and is and is um in a way I that i do not understand it's it's not just that it's that he's not a compelling performer either like i don't want to no. see him live like oh man sheeran really rocked that stage last night like it's no, just it's like, not oh that was happen- a nice song on the radio to be on while i was driving like that's no, he where be he writing fits songs in my life for people who are pop icons fine that too well in this movie Ed Sheeran behaves like he is Beyonce, but also kind of lets the movie poke fun at him. But he's so wooden at acting, it's hard to know to what extent he was in on the joke. Yep, hmm. yep. Uh, unfortunately, a classic um, trap that movies that star celebrities playing themselves and non-actor celebrities playing themselves falls into sometimes. It's no Keanu and Always Be My Maybe, where I knew he was 100% well, he, in. And he is a professional actor. And a, and a genius. <laughs> and an angel. And an icon. <laughs> Sharon's not a pop icon, but he does show up at Jack's place. And we and, clearly hate him. <laughs> and we, we all hate him, but we are not in this movie. 
Yeah, so he shows up and he says, I live or I grew up locally and I'm here visiting and I happen to catch your show at the like, local access show. I'm like, okay, sure, Ed Sheeran, but fine. Uh, <laughs> and he says, uh, my tour opener just bailed on me. I'd love for you to sub in. Um, starting like basically tomorrow. <laughs> I happen to be watching your public access television show on cable television. <laughs> he put the fucking clips on YouTube. What? Why couldn't it have just been? Hey, I, you're you're you trended on YouTube. Like why? why maybe go? that was part of it too. But he definitely said like I'm in. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he did see it on YouTube, but he was in town locally, and that's why he it's was weird. able to go to his house. To so even introduce the idea of a public access television yes. show at all is absurd oh i played on the bbc 40 like no you didn't you put your shit on the internet <laughs> so stupid uh okay well, so case, so exists. jack is down jack yeah. is like and obviously jack knows who ed sheeran is because he's ed sheeran yes he accepts and uh he rushes to ellie and basically just assumes that she's gonna go with him because she's his manager and has always been his lapdog in a very abusive dynamic. And she's like, I can't just leave my job and my life, just follow you to Moscow, which is the first leg. Um, what the hell? Like, I've got a parent-teacher conference tomorrow, so no, I'm not going. Sam, as a barrister, <laughs> um, don't wouldn't you say that the next step before getting on a plane to Moscow would be working out a contract with Ed Sheeran's people. And a uh, work visa to be in Moscow. All of that went through my mind. She just says, I'm not going. You'll need someone else because he also can't go on his own for some reason. I guess he shouldn't, but Ed Sheeran didn't mandate he have someone. But in any case, he reluctantly calls Rocky from being fired as a roadie earlier fame. Perfect. Rocky's down. That's a nice, that's a nice help out for a friend. Yeah. I noticed Rocky is played by um, a Game of Thrones guy, the guy that, uh, oh, he was a slave master. Oh, and he married, yeah, he did look familiar. He married, he married Khaleesi there for a bit. So Rocky makes a scene on the private plane with Ed because he is a buffoon. And meanwhile, Jack is just writing away in his notebook, and Ed is very jealous of his genius prowess at songwriting. At the Ooh. show in Moscow... Jack crushes, and at the conclusion of the show, the crowd disbands, leaving just one creepy man standing there alone, staring at the stage agape, as if something important has just occurred. Can you please follow up that statement by saying, and that man was Ringo Starr? No, it's not. It's just a guy. (laughs) Yes. God damn it. No. What, just a guy? Just a guy. I'm not being mysterious. It's just a guy. It's just a guy. Where's Yoko? Not in this movie. That's where is Yoko? They really fucked Yoko. I can't believe they didn't. It would be such a good joke to be like. I mean, Yoko would be famous either way. Do you know what I mean? I thought it would be funny to be like Yoko's going to happen. Like Yoko's going to be Yoko. Yoko is going to live in New York City and put on weird art shows (laughs) and be a delightful cultural figure, regardless of whether the Beatles are around or not. That's true. Hey, guys, um, I just want to drop this on you. Speaking of Ringo Starr, Ringo follows Paul, but Paul doesn't follow Ringo. That's so shitty. But, I mean, are you surprised? I'm upset. 
but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in the backstage of the concert, everyone's hanging out, all the musicians and, you know, behind-the-scenes people. And Ed challenges Jack to a songwriting battle, and he says, we each have to, like, go to the side, we have five minutes to write a new song, it can't be anything in the bank that you've been working on already, uh, and then we'll come out and perform, and we'll see. How much time, sorry? What was the time limit? Five minute songwriting competition. Which made no sense, because the songs that they each do are, like, three minutes in length, so... Like, I get how Jack did it, because he's just reusing... A Beatles song, but Ed really did it. Hmm. Yeah. And you think, because it would, how do you write a three-minute song in five minutes? Like, you're almost reaching terminal velocity. There. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know enough about songwriting, but I think because it's like verse, chorus, verse, a three-minute song might only be two parts, a verse and a chorus. So you just have to write the, and then like modify it. And know? the bridge. And then take them to the bridge. Hmm. <laughs> Love a bridge. <laughs> Love a bridge. Well, they both perform. Ed goes first. It's pretty good. You know, it's in his style. And then yeah. Jack goes, and it's, I don't even know what song it was. It was one of the... You don't know? It was like more of a ballady one. I mean, I knew it at the time, but I couldn't keep track of which song sure. was which you scene. Sure, you literally so listened to him sing a lot of Beatles songs. So many. He does true. all of them throughout the movie. And you didn't know, uh, you didn't know you'd be doing this one on the cast? I didn't, no. So before they get to the vote, Ed concedes, and as he walks away from Jack, he sadly remarks, you're clearly the Mozart, and I'm the Salieri. That was good. Yeah, that's so great. It was cool, but, like, what troubled me and what the movie never really gets too into comes up a little bit shortly, but um, whether Jack was good before this. I'm still a little bit stuck on the fact that we have now, as far as I recall, we've seen him play two shows, one of which he bombed at a small local festival on the secondary stage. The next one, he's opening for Ed Sheeran in (laughs) St. Petersburg at a stadium, and he kills it. Was he nervous? The difference is is that he's armed with, you know, objectively great songs this time, I guess. Yeah, we don't see any of his stage fright or concern or hesitancy to, like, embark on this at all for now. Um, uh, um, Does he play that show, like the Russian stadium show or the first show or the the shows that come afterwards? Does he have a band behind him now? Uh, Not yet. Really? He's doing these singer-songwriter style stuff? Man, that has got to be terrifying. Did you he sing back in the think. USSR? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Ballsy. Do, I think that's why Ed ballsy. challenges him. Oh, because, Putin would love it. Yeah, he says, first of all, we don't really call it USSR anymore, but, like, how did you come up with that? And he's like, well, the show was in Russia. I thought it made sense. So he plays it off like, I just wrote it on the way to the show. Yeah. This is... Oof. And that's I don't why know Ed how... is so jealous. It's hard to put yourself in Jack's shoes, how you would sort of communicate about these all these songs you know at first you'd be like you guys don't know the beatles and then what afterwards i don't know what i would do it would depend on how people react but it's really weird to just be like oh oh, well i just thought it made sense because we're going to russia that's what happened like (laughs) it was nutty okay so kate mckinnon shows up she's ed's manager and she says you know i heard you jack i want to take you on as well she doing a british accent we're going to 
take all your money, we're going to make you famous, and you've got to come with me to LA to record. Is she cast well in this role, in your opinion? I don't think she's a good actress, period. I find her extremely tiresome on film. Mm -hmm. I think she's a good sketch artiste, but a bad actor. She can only do broad cartoon, and that's what she's doing in this. Did it it fit? No. I found it annoying. It seems like an odd role. Even the trailer, I was like, why is she... It's like weird to make the manager that way. Yeah, it was terrible. Okay, well, there. that's your opinion. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Clear. Clear. Clearly communicated. But he does agree immediately to go do this. And she says, we're going to have you writing more songs. And so he's, you know, putting down more and more as his memories come more back to him. And then his family hosts a goodbye party for him pre-L.A., and Ellie privately in his bedroom drunkenly asks very suddenly and very abruptly, why did you always put me in the friend column? Why have I always been in the friend column to you? And Ellie asks that of Jack. Yes, at the goodbye party. And I'm like, why are you, like, why? This guy's pretty bland. Anyway. No, but what's the answer? Well, they get interrupted, and there is no answer. And he leaves. Girl interrupted. Yeah. I hate... hate, You hate? I hate her characterization. It's like, this is absurd. How much she loves him for no reason? Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, again, a babe. Like, it's just... (laughs) What are are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Desperate. Yeah, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? Is is the vibe, like they're stuck in a dead end town or now she's stuck alone in this dead end town. And she had him there with her before, even though they weren't an item in that way, but now he's not even there. I mean, that's beautiful, but she just seems to accept that she's a math teacher in this town and the town's like kind of lame, but she doesn't seem apart from being heartbroken over her love for him does not seem to be heartbroken by that. You know, that he's ascending and her love for him. It was already there and it, hasn't like been blown up by his like sudden ability to just bring forth these incredible songs. <laughs> yeah, or, is that, or, or his like growing fame is that changed? Or she, uh, or she just had that love the whole time. It does later, but her love does not increase or decrease. She just was love, all in from the beginning. Yeah, her love is ever steady, and her love for him as a singer songwriter has always had her belief. Richard, Richard Curtis should know better, and he should do better. Richard, if you're listening, Jeremy Knight has a message for you. I know she's just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her, but, like, it was cool that time. Now it's played. And that time it was cool because she was, like, a superstar. So it was, like, a subversion. This is whack. This is just... I believe the technical term is whack, dog. So they're in L.A., he's recording all the songs, and he sneaks in one of his own from the performances that we had seen prior to the Beatles thing, and those songs are rejected. And that made me feel like, oh, he was bad, I guess. Or he just doesn't, he can't write a song as as just indisputably good as the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's also not a good sign, sign that you're sitting here at this point in this film still asking yourself the question, was he supposed to have been bad before this? I don't know. I still don't know. It's such a well, hard it's thing. It's not to, a good sign. 
But it's not even just that the songs are obviously not Beatles songs. They don't, like, give him the chance to show if he was good or not. I don't want to spoil too ahead of myself. I see. Like, we don't get to see much of the performances. Like, they cut it short. Is that no, what you mean? No, like, he's good at singing the Beatles. But I don't know if he was ever a good singer-songwriter because no one ever validates him one way or the other. Other than here but, when they don't let his song get on the album. But how much of do we get to hear the audience? How oh, much do we get to stuff? hear of his originals? Yeah. Uh, it's like one or two songs. And you hear them in full? Yeah. And they're not very good? They're fine. They're fine. Okay. Well, maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. I'm going to listen to his songs. Yeah, I just don't know what the message is from the movie. Anyway. Do you think Ed Sheeran, in real life, made his songs for the movie? Yes. Yes, I do. I also think so. (laughs) While he's doing the recording, um, they work on his image, and they say, Kate says, we're going to release the songs with only audio to create mystique, and while we're doing that, we're going to, like, beef up your image with a stylist which they do, but he doesn't look that much different. For like the before and after is not that shocking. So it was weird that they made a big plot point of it. Anyway, Ed Sheeran kind of goes steal his songs. I wish that had happened. That would have been cool. What kind of um, style do they give him? Do, yeah, does, it, does it float your boat? The style, yeah, it's like a cool hipster style. But he looked kind of like that before, just with like more basic t-shirts mm, better t-shirts yeah. that's always a good move more complicated it t-shirts is. that's a real Designer. celebrity move especially now that he's in la complicated t-shirts <laughs> so at the uh, record wait, oh sorry sorry um yeah. uh, chris asked about the style and now we know better designer t-shirts uh did and you like say sweater vest. i said ed sheeran's gonna steal his music and you said that's not what happens that's not what happens Really? But that the whole audio only. It seems so obvious. Uh, this yeah. movie. And like the Salieri? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Salieri thing. What's yeah, happening? It doesn't happen. That, does, that would have oh. been interesting. Oh, Richard. You rascal. <laughs> oh, Dickie. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. So at the record label, they're trying to figure out the name for the album, and all his suggestions, which are just the real names of the albums, are rejected. And the record label guy is like, you know, um, the White Album. That's a diversity issue. Uh, and like Sergeant Pepper is like, we don't, wow, that wow. doesn't mean anything. You're like, Abbey Road is just you on a road. We don't get it. So what we're going to do is call this one man only because he's been doing all the lyrics and music single-handedly, which is very unusual. And that's also part of Ed's jealousy that he's completely like a one man army. But the, the album's going to be called One Man Only. Yeah. Like One Night Only, kind of, I guess, yeah. is the thing. That... Yeah. That's uh... terrible. That's a terrible title. <laughs> but then at least he kind of starts feeling weird and guilty that he's faking this. But this is the first time it's really come up. Well, it's about time, Jack. Yeah, it's been about time for some time. Been a minute, Jack. Yeah. So he's starting to feel like a little bit weird and guilty that he's faking this. Meanwhile, Ed shows up to the recording session and he says, um, Hey, Jude sounds cool. What's the backstory? And he makes up some load about like his friend's ill son called Jude. And Ed says, well, because he's not thought any of this through. He hasn't thought of a story for any of his inspirations. Like he's so lazy about any of this. He just writes down the lyrics. Jesus Christ. And anyway, Ed says, well, Jude might be the name of the real kid that you just made up, but 
it sounds better if we did hey dude and kate agrees <laughs> that was in the that was in the trailer i didn't see that hey dude <laughs> so they re-recorded as hey dude oh it's such a that's not oh it's, it's a funny joke for half a second, but when you think <laughs> about it for another half of a second, it doesn't fit the song in any way. No, not one bit. Not one bit. <laughs> hey, dude, let her into your heart. Like, what are you talking about? Nah, 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 nah. Hey, dude. I gotta say, I've really enjoyed the the description of the Sheeran character. Like, I love the Sheeran character. I just, I, it's unfortunate. It would have been a great role for, like, yeah, who do you want uh, in that uh, Russell role? Brand. It's almost, it's kind of got some similarities mm-hmm. to some of the roles he did. Um, but you, you could have got a great, a great uh, pop star to send up their image. Bieber even. Like, John even Mayer. Like, even Justin Timberlake John could Mayer. have sold it. Timberlake. John, Mayer, John Mayer would have killed it. Yeah. John Mayer, killed it. <laughs> John Mayer is funny as hell. I know, it's weird, but he is. Anyway, they do Hey Dude, and it's... Jack's not happy about it and then he says I need to go to Liverpool for inspiration um, because I can't remember all the songs so Kate says fine I'll send you for a couple of days you and Rocky but you have a tight deadline because you have to come straight back for James Corden in um, the album release announcement your favorite Jeremy yeah (laughs) do they do carpool karaoke they don't thankfully All right. oh god so okay. he visits all the hot spots in Liverpool, like Strawberry Fields, and he's generating his memories. And just like the creepy guy was at the concert, a creepy woman is following him in a stalker-like manner, but does not speak to him. Okay, so uh, so when you said creepy guy, I didn't really get it in a creepy way. I just thought that there was an astonished man yeah. to, to, to communicate that like what he just mm. did and the, the gravity of all of this is just like really affecting to the broader public. But now it seems like you're implying something else. Well, I'm just telling you how it unfolded to me. Mm-hmm. I agreed with you mm-hmm. at first. And now with the second person, I'm like, what's cooking here? So you feel mm. what I felt. I feel you. <laughs> and I think Jeremy feels you as well. I right. feel you and I hear you and I see you, <laughs> but I also see through you and your mindscape. <laughs> It's a confusing state of affairs, but uh, I think we've laid the groundwork to keep this thing rolling forward. (laughs) Ellie shows up to Liverpool, even though it's hours away from Ipswich on whatever we're calling it, but it's still local. That's right. On ecstasy. (laughs) Was sure on ecstasy. And so, by the way, they've barely (laughs) spoken since she said that friend calm thing. So she like still shows up like a doormat, and it was really. Not cool. Okay, so she's she's still relentlessly in love with him. Yeah, and so they that have has a, debated. Yeah, yeah. So they have a grand old time. They're like gallivanting all night and going to different dinners and just enjoying each other. And she says, "Finally, I shouldn't have laid that confession on you, but it was just weighing on me." They finally get back to his hotel room, and you know, many drinks in, and they start making out, and it seems like they're about to finally make love. Um, but she puts a stop to it and says, that's not what I want. You know, just a one-nighter after all this time is cheap, and that's not what I'm here for. And I think it's better just to call it a day. Wow. Nice. Okay, she has a spine. That's good. Yeah, here. so I was yeah. like, thank God. Just put your foot down a little bit. And she says, 
when do you have to go back to America? And he says, tomorrow I have to go for court. And she's like, well, that's exactly it. It would be a one-night stand, like, in the truest sense of the word. Forget it. So then Good. she goes to her own hotel room. Go meet room. another teacher. Yeah. He agonizes over it, thinking about all the time they've spent together. And with Rocky, he races to find her at the train station the next morning. And it seems like they've missed the, the train, the boat. But she's there in one of the shops eating chips. And so they have their heart-to-heart while Rocky keeps checking in to say, like, we have five minutes to get to the airport. And he keeps interrupting them. By the way, I probably didn't, like, give any context to it but i love rocky um oh i found him amusing nice like a breath of fresh air um and she says i've been waiting my entire life for you to like wake up and love me back but now you're the biggest pop star in the world and like this is just absurd and he's like no i've i vow like his response her is so flaccid it's like no i like you too and she's like well then you can prove it by staying you have your chance to stay, which also made no sense because she wanted him to be successful and he has to go back for Corden. So, like, none of this makes any sense. But he doesn't stay and he does go back to do Corden, leaving her behind. Basically. Oh, you've in- got to do Corden. You've got to do Corden. Oh. And this from the man who, who doesn't love Corden, but you still acknowledge the uh, – it's, it's an anchor position, mm. you know, in in, in the in the circuit. So he does leave to go do that. And it was just like a wishy-washy <laughs> moment of like a love uh, – whatever. You get the point. So wait, love so wait. Sucks. She says She says he's the biggest star in the world, a pop star in the world. Is it that way all of a sudden now? Like is he – he finds her at the train station. Is he being like recognized by every single person and they're all like whispering or running up to him? Not or much. Is he being mobbed? Not really. But he kind of, But at the same time, he also is becoming the most big pop star like on the YouTube – attention level charts but they so don't he's really still dive on into the ascendant it. yeah i okay. guess um this is a nightmare about doing cordon so the only thing we see of cordon is this nightmare not the real episode where cordon says oh, that's every time i see cordon <laughs> zing jeremy you're taking everybody down today i like it <laughs> but cordon says well you say you write all the songs. Yeah, I do. Well, that's not what I've been told. I've got these four guys here. And I thought that from the trailer also would have been cool. Like someone else is doing what he's doing and will be challenged. But that also doesn't yes. happen because it's just a nightmare that he wakes up from. That's that's not what the creepy people that are following him are? No. Oh, I my thought, God. I thought oh, in my head those creepy people were like government agents or something who like knew the truth. Yeah, exactly. Well, Kate says we have to... Um, pick the release well. date for your album and pick a spot. Uh, and he gets mad at her and is like, I just need to focus. And she says, like, finally kind of respects him in his diva-like attitude. And at the same time, he finally cracks Eleanor Rigby, which has really no impact because it's not like anyone was waiting for it. He no. just, like, solves the puzzle and gets the lyrics right. Um, he chooses for the premiere band rele- or album release, The Pier Hotel which I thought I had blacked out and missed the importance of, but I hadn't. They show a flashback right now of him and Ellie going to the Pier Hotel to do a gig, only to learn that the hotel had just been closed, like, forever, and so he missed the gig, but now it's been renovated and reopened, so he chooses that for, like, that street poetry to be the venue of the album release party. So this hotel is in England? Yeah, so it's, like, back near the hometown. Yeah. 
I like that street poetry has just become a <laughs> part of our normal vocabulary yeah, on this podcast. Absolutely. So <laughs> yeah. Um, we all know exactly what street poetry is <laughs> when we hear it. Yeah, you ha- you have to hear it to 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 know it. You know. Exactly. Can't can't describe it. Maybe common could. <laughs> um, how? It... I really threw you with common, didn't I? Yeah, now I'm thinking about another guy that I hate. But uh, <laughs> but I love this movie. Um, Let that carry you forward. Does do we see like? Uh, we, how are we seeing the songs performed most of the time? Is it we see him perf- recording them in a studio, or do we see him performing these in a live concert setting? A little bit of both. A little of both, okay. And again, so Eleanor Rigby, let's take that example. I assume what he's going to do now. So this is his album release party for one man only. <laughs> he's at this hotel, which he's chosen as the release party for one man only, his album. And he's going to go out there and perform Eleanor Rigby, which is basically an orchestral song. He has a band now for the party. But okay. the, the conceit is that he, in his spare time, while touring and performing the existing songs, he just busts that one out, including writing all the string parts and everything. They, yes. Yeah, that's what they're implying. And somehow he is doing, I don't get it. Um the big song he does right. at the release party is Help. That's the song he plays there. He does Help. Okay. Yeah. All right. I do remember. So, okay, Ellie calls to say that she's dating Gavin, the guy from the store that set up the public access thing, who, like, a nerdy, mild-mannered guy, clearly had a crush on her. And she says, I didn't want you to hear it from someone else, but he puts me in, like, the love column every day. Wow. She, damn, damn she's, so, she's so desperate to be loved that, like, she can just move on to... The only other um, male potential mate that we were. <laughs> the only other we male character in the movie. Yeah. She just swapped right over. Like, good God. This well, she had her eggs in the jack basket for way too long. So it's time to yeah. make the jump. Definitely. To, to Bobby or whatever the hell the guy's name was. Gavin. <laughs> and so they come, Gavin and Ellie come to the show together and they come and say hello. Um, in the green room before the show and that gets him all worked up. And he also feels more guilt and weirdness over doing this. And so his performance of help is like, like truly a cry for help. It's a very like angry and fraught performance, but it is perceived he as needs somebody. very good. Yeah. Not just anybody. So yeah. if you can help him, cause he's feeling down. Please, 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 please. You get it. So then after the show, Rocky comes by and says, these two people are here for you. They're really weird, and they said to give you this, and they want to see you. And what they've sent is a toy yellow submarine, which indicates, which he's not released yet. So that indicates they may know something. They're the government agents. Well, yeah. That Chris it's, identified. It's, I mean, government agent. They're the shadowy figures that are government agent-esque, but I don't know if they're government agents. They're, you know, they're some sort of organized mm-hmm. force. Well, I feel like and you're, you're definitely gonna... onto something because when you brought it up last time, Sam got real quiet and went, "Anyways." So <laughs> exactly. We... And also, you know, we talked about this not being a science film, but I feel like this is a science film in disguise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're going to be um, somewhat disappointed. And what a shock. Also angered by what transpires next. The next couple oh, of things. Oh, no. so, oh, it makes no. for good cast anyhow. 
<laughs> so they do come, and yes, they do know the truth. Uh, they also remember the songs. They didn't get when you say they, you mean two, the two individuals. Guys, the, yeah, the girl and the guy from before. Okay. Um, that had delivered the Ellis submarine. They come in, and we think they're gonna like lay into him and expose him and be mad, whatever. And actually, they just thank him, which I didn't hate. That's not the part I hate. They say we can't sing, so you are bringing the songs that we love back into our lives. We thought they were gone forever, so thank you. You're like you're doing like blessed work, basically. Okay, but. Did so they, they say how they know each other? Uh, I think they just found each other through, like, the forums of, like, do you know who the Beatles are? Right, right, right. <laughs> Fan forums of, of Jack? <laughs> yeah, I guess. They, they don't say. That's just what I concluded. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Did, once Jack puts the music out, it makes it easier for them to meet each other. They have a lot of potential power over him. They could ruin the whole thing, right? If they just, like, uh. you know... They have a lot of power, and they don't stuff. wield any of it. They just say, Could thank you. Yeah. Because they'd have to convince the rest of the world, like almost everybody else on Earth, that there was a band. Oh, yeah. So he's shocked that they're so appreciative. He thought they were going to be more hostile or want to share. What they could do is demand to share the money. They don't they do could. any of that. For example, yes. Yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, they don't do anything, but he says, I'm so, I feel so liberated. We can finally talk about how good the actual music is. And like, I've just been like shepherding it and I feel weird about it. They're like, don't feel weird. You're bringing this music that is beautiful art into this world that otherwise would disappear forever. So like you're doing good work and, but he still feels really weird now. And so they hand him a piece of paper and they're like, we really dove deep here. And so they give him this piece of paper and he goes right after on a long car journey to the sea based on whatever's in the piece of paper and what we realize is that it was just the address to John Lennon's current home. Yes, of course. All right. Yeah. All right. They, go- they Googled him. They found his Insta. <laughs> yeah, they did all that legwork. Who plays John Lennon? <laughs> I, th- I didn't have a chance to look it up, but I think it was Robert Carlyle in a lot of prosthetics. What? Wow. I could I be wrong, Robert though, Carl. but that's yeah. what I thought at the time. Maybe okay. you can look it up while I'm going on. I'm on um, it. So, thank you. So, they have this chat. John Lennon's weirded out by, like, how happy this rando guy is to meet him. And he just says, I can't believe I'm meeting you. Like, how has your life been? And he just, like, very happily living on the sea. And, like, I had a great life. I met, I found love. And we were happy together. And that's really what it's all about, isn't it? And so, like, the main takeaway of that whole weird exchange is to find the girl. Wait, what? Yeah, that's the takeaway from the John Lennon convo. Like, find the girl. Get the girl. But he didn't get any help with any of the... I mean, I don't know how he could. Like, like what are the lyrics to this song that you <laughs> no. didn't write? <laughs> no. They don't talk about music at all. They don't talk about music at all? No, he's not like, oh, did you like want to pursue... Like, nothing. He's like, I liked my life. I'm happy. He didn't ask him, did you ever play music? Yeah. No, it doesn't really come up. Uh, it is Robert Carlyle. They buried him under a ton of makeup. He does look like him. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty believable. Um, and okay, also, so he... Robert Carlyle also played James Corden, which not many people know. <laughs> <laughs> you mean he plays him in real life? As in, Robert Carlyle is James Corden? Yes. Hmm. Yes. What range? That, that uh. is confusing. 
Um, so, 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 so Jack's intent going to see John Lennon was just to, like, get some life advice? And like, also just... to see that he wasn't taking from someone who really yes. deserved it. Yes. Ah, okay. All right. All like, right. This I guy's cool. Part. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's good. He's good. He's good. I don't have to feel guilty. I didn't rob him of this. Yeah. All right. All right. And now, I mean, now I'm really excited because... <laughs> Aside from the whole what if the Beatles didn't exist premise, I mean, that's kind of interesting. But what I'm really here for is to know, will he get the girl? <laughs> or will Ed Sheeran swoop in and steal the girl? Like, that would have been interesting. So It would have been, yeah. Jack, Ed Sheeran doing any of the stealing, music stealing the girl, any of that, more interesting. But it does not happen. But he Jack just did does, Hey Dude and he was out. Yeah. Hey Dude. <laughs> but he does ask Ed if he can perform at one of Ed's arena shows in the local area. It's just like, hey, bud, can I like come and do a couple songs? Ed agrees. Because now Jack is like pretty major, so it would be like a big get to have him as part of it. Uh-huh. Um, he invites Ellie and Gavin to the show, performs a little bit, and he tells Kate, uh... I want to do this to perform, but also I have a few words I want to say. And she says, I love the performance part of what you just described, but the words part, maybe like keep that to a minimum. Cool. Good advice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He performs and then he has Rocky bring Ellie to the backstage area, like the green room, like the tech, not the green room, like the tech room. Oh, and mm-hmm. he has it where the camera like turns on her from in there and then broadcasts her face on the like jumbotron of the arena show just like a full close up of her face which is weird it makes no sense because she's inside the backstage room and can't see that screen anymore and also what an what an, what an invasion <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> that's a horrible thing to do to somebody yes especially if he's going to put her in an extremely vulnerable situation, which he's clearly about to do. Yes. I did not like that this happened. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I also do not like it. And her man, Bobby, or whatever the hell his name is? He's just in the crowd watching Bobby. this. <laughs> how's how's Bobby, Bobby doing with this? Like, he gets it. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a wallflower. He's just going with the flow. Should I get it? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I get it, bro. I get it. <laughs> and my partner's leaving me. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Kate is there, and she's like running through the arena, like, "How do I get to the stage?" And like, that's her big gag moment, even though it wasn't funny. Um, so before what? she's able to get to him, because she's like, it's a big arena, so she's yeah, takes time. Far yeah, all right down funny the concourse. Stuff. So Jack confesses to everything. He confesses that he is not the real writer, that John, Paul, Ringo, and George are the real people, and he doesn't really identify them. Like, they're not to be found. He just says, like, I did this. They're the real visionaries. I've just been, like, the conduit of their music. And also, that girl on the screen has always supported me, and I love her. So he confesses this to the crowd. Yes. And so, yeah, okay. So he runs off the stage. Ed, I don't even think they give him the moment of like the like, aha, I'm the Mozart. Like they don't even give him that. Hmm. But right. so well, they find each other in the back. That's like a real 
flat note to like leave the stage on like yeah, yeah. hey these guys called john and ringo they did the stuff and i like this girl bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> they find each other in bye. the venue <laughs> it's jack ellie gavin and weirdly but not that weirdly because i saw it happening from a while away even though they had 30 seconds of screen time together ellie's roommate from way at the top she just happens to be there with them as well so that when gavin says i know i've been your number two all along like i i understand like your heart has always belonged to jack he can immediately pivot and be with the roommate god richard richard what are you doing man (laughs) bobby though bobby's cleaning up (laughs) yeah bobby's Done really I don't well know who himself. Gavin is, but Bobby's killing it. With the <laughs> oh, yeah, Gavin. He gets it. <laughs> he, he does gets, get it. He actually does get it. He, he gets it. Yeah, he gets it in his heart, and he gets it in his pants with the new girl. Um, I believe the term is, yeah, gets it in. Gets <laughs> All it. of it, yeah. Um, in, out, every which way. Uh, Woohoo! Bobby, <laughs> Bobby G. The G stands for Gavin. <laughs> So they race back to her place, Jack and Ellie, because she is so swoony based on this confession. And by the way, she doesn't really ask any follow-up questions, such as, what do you mean you just copied all this from these four random guys? She just basically says, like, you've been very naughty, and they hop. And the next... Did she? She didn't seem too upset about him basically like exposing her on the screen without asking her or her knowing. Um, all she says is, "Had I known you were going to put me on the jumbotron, I would have had my hair done, but like in a playful way, or I would have been in a rage blackout." You've been a naughty boy putting me on the jumbotron <laughs> and stealing from someone called Ringo. Let's hump. Kate is mad, but there's no aftermath in the business sense of what does that mean as far as his album or. It wouldn't mean anything. Done. Well, I guess, because there is no original artist to come after it. If anything, it's like a cool pop star move. It's kind of like what some pop stars have done, like a, like a Chris Gaines or a Sasha <laughs> Fierce, if you will. I He's will. In, in a way saying, I didn't write these. These other guys did, but they would just the audience would interpret that as like a artistic flourish that he's created, like identities. Yeah, they could. You're, if they pursued right. that, they could do that. They don't do that, though, you see. Because um, what happens is uh, the next morning, the morning after their coital love, um, he <laughs> he says, like, I feel like I've been, like, Voldemort. And now I'm finally, like, I don't know. He says some Harry Potter remark. And she says, who? So we also learn that Harry Potter doesn't exist, and then he pauses and reflects for a second, like, oh, I could also do Harry Potter, but then he's the, like goes back to the bed with her, like, haha, I'm not gonna do that again. Like, I'm done with appropriating famous work that doesn't exist anymore. And end of film. Basically, end of film is a short epilogue, flash forward, he's back to being a teacher, happily singing at a school assembly. She's there, also as a teacher. They get married, and they have kids, and they run around together on a playground on the slide, and it's happy. The end. So he gives up the, the rock star career. Yes. Because it's like, either that or get the girl. Yeah, and that's... Or... or either do the Beatles or do nothing. And that's why I still feel like he was bad because I thought the whole time he was going to just not do the Beatles anymore. Like give that up. Like I, that's not right, but now I'm going to use this platform to 
do my own work and be good at that. That does not happen. Yeah, or just continue playing the Beatles songs and eventually come up with some songs that I think are good enough to stand alongside them. That's Yeah, that doesn't happen. I'm I'm shaken by the uh, final thing with the with the Harry Potter um, cause because because you love Harry Potter so much. Well, they're comparing Harry Potter to the Beatles. To the oh, I see. It really is because of that. Yeah, it's another thing I hate. <laughs> I don't think you need to take it. Yeah. You're being a real negative Nancy, Jeremy. It's not necessarily that it's one-to-one, because Coca-Cola doesn't exist either. It's more of that it was a powerhouse of its industry. That's exactly it. That's what I was about to say. It's not about goodness. It's about hugeness. Yeah, I know. But I would say that Coca-Cola is just as high art as the Beatles music. (laughs) Those are are comparable for me. Coca-Cola in my mouth is like, hey, Jude, in my ears. That's the same. That is a quote for the ages right there. I don't know how 
Said I don't know how Said maybe You're gonna be the one to save me Famous jazz pianist, infamous jazz pianist, placed himself with our presence this evening. And it's on record for Tosh Well done.